like to be on time. Here in the military, we used to say we would synchronize our watches. <clears throat> okay, so I'm dealing with a scratchy throat this morning, but other than that, I'm feeling fine. So you don't have to stand back or anything. Uh, I will do my best when it comes to uh, leading hymns and things like that. Um, so welcome to Tyler Memorial United Methodist Church. I'm Bob Leach, President of the Administrative Council. And in that capacity, your bulletin says that the Administrative Council meeting is tomorrow evening. Well, first thing, there's a big snow on the way today. We all know that. And second thing, tomorrow is a national holiday. So with both of those combined, we have decided to move the Administrative Council meeting back one week. So we will have that on the 24th rather than the 17th. I hope that doesn't uh, inconvenience anybody or cause somebody who is going to be able to come tomorrow not be able to come a week from tomorrow. But uh, once again, uh, everybody is invited to participate in the Administrative Council. Uh, anybody who wants to take any kind of role in uh, helping make decisions for the church is welcome to. Um, so, other than that, we are uh, blessed to be here today in the house of the Lord. Um, Connie, do you have any announcements concerning our bells or our choir? We got no practice this Wednesday, right? Right. Okay, no so you notice that's missing from the bulletin. And uh, we look forward to having either the bells or the vocal choir uh, performed as part of an upcoming service. Uh, does anybody else have any other announcements they'd like to make? Okay. Uh, our call to worship this morning, we are going to sing His Name is Wonderful, uh, first and fourth verse. So if you would please rise. It's number 174 in the hymnal, and have it projected on the screen as well. my life and let it be.
Please be seated. Thank you, Bob. It's good to see, it seems like a few more than last Sunday. Yes, it is. It is? Okay. Well, welcome, of course. And uh, prayer concerns and joys. Um, I, I'm joyous that uh, we move the meeting from tomorrow night, uh, 24th. Moved it to the 24th. Okay. I'll, I'll make every attempt to change that on my calendar. So, Lori, you may have to send me a text on that one. Because when I get at church, I sort of get, I sort of get all excited about us being together to worship God and the songs and everything. And, and when you tell me something before service, if I don't write it down or you give it to me on a scrap of paper, I'm most probably going to mess up and forget. But when I mess up, I usually fess up. So you know up front that uh, you have to always be ready to forgive Pastor Jim when he forgets something that you tell him before church. And that goes for names too. Although I know a few of your names already. Uh, that comes from being a kindergarten through 12th grade art teacher where I always had to remember all those kids in a whole school district. And of course, those of you that are teachers, are retired teachers, you know why I can remember people's, those little guys' names so well? Does anybody want to guess? You're not supposed to, don't tell them, you know. It was always the ornery kids that were in trouble that I could remember their names forever. I still remember their names. I still have nightmares about some of them. Now, I was so tickled to look up there and see Dick and Joanne. I'm glad, I'm glad they're back. All of his teachers knew his name. Thank you, Bob. I, I could have almost guessed that. It's because he was a brilliant student, right, Dick? Absolutely. It's a reputation. Okay. Uh, I, a long, 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 long ago, I was the little redheaded kid. Oh, I know. Somebody's going to remind me. I'm still little, but that's height-wise, anyway. So I'm glad you're here. And we're praying for all of you, and we're praying for the weather. Of course. Uh, I don't mind the snow. I'm retired, except I still have two part-time jobs. Um, is there anyone that's uh, I know we're we're thinking about um, we're thinking about Peggy and Mike. We're thinking about Peggy and Mike. And we're thinking about Debbie's family. There's a, a, a someone sick or did Debbie was a cancer patient. She passed away. She was a good friend of oh, Nancy's. Good friend of Nancy's. Is that the is that the family that I called and told you about? No, okay. Different family. And then we have, um, oh, was it? Well, who was the man that was going to go to the hospital for a procedure the other day? I went to see them. Bill, Bill and Connie. Yes, the other Connie. Oh, well, there's Connie. How'd your husband do? He's about the same. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I thought that that procedure would help him breathe better. Yeah. Well, tell him we're still praying for him. Bill. Okay. We'll keep praying for Bill that he gets more comfort. 
Are they going to do another procedure soon? Okay. Well, we'll keep praying for you. And if you need me to come by, give me a jingle on the phone and tell me what time's good. Okay? And we hope they quit blocking up the street so I can get there easier. Afternoon. Yes. Anybody else? Pastor, I'm just asking for prayer for my brother Roger. He will have his eye surgery on Tuesday, and then we'll have to have him right back to the hospital on Wednesday because then they can look more clearly at the eye after the surgery is over. And then he goes Thursday to see the kidney doctor about the mass on his kidney. So we'll be praying for Roger and all those difficulties. Uh, my wife has a procedure on Tuesday here in town with, uh, with the eye doctor. It's about her, her uh, retina problems. Anybody else? Diane. I have a family member that has been, has been diagnosed with cancer, and they have gone through their final treatment out of chemo, and it has not helped. Oh. 52-year-old husband and father of two, and it's a beautiful family. <coughs> I live around here, I won't the name, because many family members have not heard this yet. So he has adjusted himself to the fact that he only has limited time. So. And he's under, he's 52 years old? That's so young. Well, we'll be praying for your family in that situation. Unspoken request, show of hands. A lot of unspoken requests. Um, um, the little family over in New York, Was that the 15 year old I read about? Oh. Yeah, 15. Freshman, yeah. So sad. So sad. Anyone else? Let's unite our hearts and go to our Heavenly Father together. Eternal and gracious Lord, you've heard the cries of, of our hearts, uh, many unspoken, and every name that we've lifted up in every situation, you know uh, exactly what is needed, dear God, and we trust you to be there with these families during times of stress, during times of sorrow, during times of healing. And Lord, we always ask for healing. We ask for your intervention in a mighty way. And Lord, be here with us in this service as we give you, dear God, all the praise and glory. And we, we ask for strength. We ask for courage. We ask that you keep us a prudent and careful people that do not that never shy away from, from giving the gospel message of love and charity of Jesus Christ, our Savior, to others. And it's in Jesus' name that I ask. And all God's people said together, Amen. amen. At this time, will the ushers come forward? Heavenly Father, as we share in your work, bless each and every penny and dollar to your work here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
You may be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now, concerning what you wrote about the gifts from the Holy Spirit, I want you to know the truth about them, my brothers. You know that while you were still heathen, you were led astray in many ways to the worship of lifeless idols. I want you to know that no one who is led by God's Spirit can say a curse on Jesus, and no one can confess Jesus is Lord unless he is guided by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. The Spirit presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. The Spirit gives one person a message full of wisdom, while to another person, the same Spirit gives a message full of knowledge. One and the same Spirit gives faith to one person, while to another person, he gives the power to heal. The Spirit gives one person the power to work miracles, to another the gift of speaking God's message, and to yet another the ability to tell the difference between gifts that come from the Spirit and those that do not. To one person, he gives the ability to speak in strange tongues, and to another, he gives the ability to explain what is said. But it is one and the same Spirit who does all this. As he wishes, he gives a different gift to each person. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Bob. Jake, can I move this microphone? Can you hear me okay without this one on there? I'm afraid I'm going to trip over the cord. That's a real fear when you get to be my age, tripping over wires. Mark and I have the duty to pick you up if you fall. Thank you. It probably take both of you. Let us, uh, let us start by lifting our voices together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, Bob read to you from uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. It was his first letter. He wrote them a couple of letters. And in this letter, Paul wants to make it clear to that congregation that there are special gifts that come from the Holy Spirit's indwelling of us all. And... I confess, and I, I, you know, the people up at Springbank, I've confessed this probably once a year. There was a time in my life where I kind of lived like a heathen. Don't everybody applaud or laugh? I know it's hard to believe, right? So, there was a time when I didn't understand the love of Jesus Christ and how it would transform who I was into a new person. Yes, I went to Sunday school as a child, 
Yes, I love Miss Cat and all she did for us in Sunday school. And yes, I love Mrs. Blackerby, who was my other Sunday school teacher. That was these these lovely ladies. They were just wonderful teachers. And years and years later, when I went back to that home church in Jerseyville, Illinois, uh, to visit and be a missionary to talk to these people, Miss Cat and Mrs. Blackerby both came up and hugged my neck at the luncheon and said, oh, Jimmy Wade, you were so honorary. We knew you'd have to grow up and be a preacher. <laughs> and my son, who was a high school student at that point, said, Dad, I want to hear about this honorary stuff. But Josh is like that. You see, when we meet the Lord for, for that encounter with grace, you can't earn it. There's nothing you can do to buy it. When the grace of God is poured out upon you and you surrender to God. Now, surrender can be a difficult word for a lot of people. For Bob in the military setting, surrender is a very difficult word. And I get that. I mean, we all get that in that setting. But with Jesus, when you surrender, you know what it means to surrender. It means that you acknowledge a superior force has overtaken you. When you surrender, you take your weapon and you lay it on the ground and you put your hands up. You surrender. You're no longer going to be aggressive towards that superior force. And there's so many of us that don't want to surrender to God. We don't want to put down our weapons. We don't want to put down our toys. When I was a youngster, I was, oh, I was in my early 20s. And yes, I worked in the food at college. I worked in food, institutional food. It means I don't know how to cook for less than 20 people, which some of you might think that's a good thing. And it is when you're a pastor. Somebody says, we're having a fish fry, we're gonna fry 100 pounds of fish, you're like, let's do it, let's get started, get the oil out, let's heat it up. But with that occupation on the college campus where I graduated from college in Springfield, Missouri, uh, that meant that outside the student union, I had a parking stall with my name on it. That feels really good. And because I was making fairly good money at that day, back in 1972, I went and bought me one of those Mustangs, you know the ones, V8. Oh, did you have one, Claudia? Had a 72 Mustang with a 352 Cleveland. Yeah, we, we'll talk, we'll talk later. But you see, those were the idols that I worshiped in my life. Yeah, I was, I was a heathen. I, I knew Jesus. I knew the stories. I knew about Moses. I knew about the ark. Oh, no, it was Noah in the ark, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, when you meet Jesus and your life is transformed, you understand that the spiritual surrender is that you just relax. And it's all, the, the, the war is, the war with God is over when you surrender. Then comes the love, the charity, the gifts. Now, Paul wants us to understand the gifts. And I brought along with me my old-timey Bible. King James translation. They're all translations, you know. <clears throat> Scholars have to study ancient languages, and it's not easy. It never has been easy to translate. <coughs> when you talk about miracles, this book, surviving for 2,000 years, and I guarantee you the meaning 
of these words has not been altered or, or changed. It's 2000. It's a miracle you have a Bible that's so accurate. Paul starts out and he says, he doesn't want anybody to be ignorant. I like that because it makes sense. Paul tells those people in Corinth, you were Gentiles, you were heathens. You were worshiping dumb idols that don't talk. Well, that's true. I, I understand where that's coming from. And Paul says, I want you to have a depth of understanding. And that's why we're here to maintain our credentials. Do you feel like a disciple, a follower of Jesus? Raise your hand. You have credentials to maintain. It's important. There are things that we need to refresh our thinking on. Now, Verse 3 says, Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. We can't do that. But what we can do is say Jesus is Lord. So, remind me, did I try that last Sunday or the Sunday before? I didn't try that. Okay, we're going to try it. Prepare to shout from your heart, from that indwelling Holy Spirit that we all have, Jesus is Lord. And I want you to say it loud enough that the windows rattle. Jesus is Lord. Thank you. That was real good. That's real good. I'm not going to go through that stuff. Well, you know, let's do that. None of that. So, you did it. Now, there are diversities of gifts. There's a lot of different gifts. We're going to, I'm going to go through them. I'm going to go through the inventory as time permits. And I'm going to mention those gifts. And we're going to talk about the application of the gifts. So, there's diversities of gift, but there's one Holy Spirit. There's one God. Remember Isaiah 40. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. It also means God's number one. It also means that God is the ultimate. He has a son named Jesus. Everybody shout amen. Amen. And he has an indwelling Holy Spirit. Sometimes our surrender is about letting the Holy Spirit just soak right in. Some people are scared of that understandably <clears throat> who wants to be possessed oh no but it's possession by God it's a good thing is that a Martha Stewart quote yeah everybody loves Martha Stewart right yeah along with Julia Child you know I'm a, I'm a cook person so uh, yeah pioneer woman cook uh, yes Fixing food is a way we stay sewed together. Food is, a, food is a glue that helps hold us together. What Jesus had in the Last Supper. He held up the bread and gave thanks. He held up the cup and gave thanks. Yes. So there's diversity. There are differences of administrations, it says in verse 5, but the same Lord. Difference of ministrations is kind of like this. Some people have backgrounds that come from the Lutheran church. God bless them. That's, that's fine. That's one other branch of the, the, the Protestant Reformation. We're a part of the English branch of the Protestant Reformation. Some people are Roman Catholics. God bless them. My grandmother was a Roman Catholic. Different administrations. Some people are Baptist. We don't talk about them a whole lot, but we'll move on. So, we love all the people. We are Methodist. We love people. Roman Catholic, Baptist, Lutherans, Episcopalians. We don't run around causing strife. I pray. 
So there's different administrations. Paul knew about it. There's diversities of operations. Not all churches operate the same. Thank God, huh? Okay. Uh, but it's the same God that worketh in all. Seven, verse seven. Manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Edification of the church is what this Holy Spirit and these gifts are all about. Edification of the church. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. Some of us are fingers, some are eyes, some are ears, some are feet, some are a knee, but we all are the parts of the body of Christ, and we work together. And there is no one part of the body that's more important than the other parts. So, and it says here that these gifts are a manifestation given to all. For one is given by the spirit of the word of wisdom. Now, in the King James, when it says word of wisdom, it means to speak with Holy Spirit wisdom. And then the next one is to speak with knowledge. So wisdom and knowledge always work together as far as my experience is concerned. They work together. Wisdom has to do with understanding. Knowledge can have to do with application. We need all of that in the body of Christ so that the body of Christ can function, grow, and be healthy. It would be sad if the body of Christ was unhealthy, wouldn't it? So what we'd have to do is take care of our health. Now, verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit. I'm not sure if you realize that the gifts of the Holy Spirit include faith. But when you all shouted together, Jesus is Lord, you were telling me that by faith, and the faith is a gift. You can't earn your faith. You can't study enough to make yourself faithful. Faith is a gift through God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. And faith is how we move forward without fear. Oh, we changed a meeting because there's some snow predicted. That's, that's prudent. That's using wisdom and knowledge. Everybody see how this starts to work. And it does work. And all of you who can say, Jesus is Lord, and mean it, and feel it, you are filled with God's Holy Spirit. And, and I'm glad. Now, we move on to the gift of healing. I pray for people. I have anointed people throughout my entire ministry. And I have seen people healed. I have seen miraculous healing, which of course miracles is in here too. Miracles and healing kind of blend together a lot in our today's Christian group. But I want you to know that all the gifts of the Holy Spirit should be active. It's not just our Pentecostal buddies that use the Holy Spirit. We all should be awake and aware and educated that the Holy Spirit's activities are real. They happen around us all the time. And it says here that there's healing and to another, the working of miracles. Miracles can be all around us. And because of our modern day outlook and watching the television and going to movies, sometimes the miracle thing is very difficult for us as modern people. Because we see all the miracles of everything on TV, don't we? Yeah. And to another prophecy. Well, what is a prophecy? That's when someone tells you that we need to make a decision to move forward with this ministry or that ministry. 
And when those ministries just blossom and grow on their own, it feels miraculous. It feels like a miracle. And you will eventually see miracles and prophecies all around you. Now, the discerning discernment of spirits, discerning spirits, that is when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, watch out, that's, that feels evil. That feels like something that's not, not good. It's wrong. You might say it's your conscience bothering you, but I might say, ah, that's a manifestation of discernment. That's the Holy Spirit coaching you, moving you, perhaps even pushing a little, so that you know the difference between good and evil. Now, have we have I been around very many totally evil people? I don't know. I've been in and out of jails and prisons here, there, and everywhere, and I have ran into people that seemed that seemed like that. I always pray for them. I always pray that God will give me the patience so that I don't just get scared and run away. So, discerning the spirits. Now, after discerning the spirits, there is speaking in unknown strange tongues. I've witnessed that in a number of services throughout my ministry. I've heard the unknown tongues, and I've heard the person that would tell us what it meant, the interpretation of those unknown tongues. And I'm going to confess to you that every time I've been in one of those services, I have seen people come to the altar on their knees, in tears, saying, the Spirit grabbed me when I heard those words that I did not understand what they meant. And I came forward and they were saved. They were saved. It was long ago. My wife Ellen was pregnant with our first child, our daughter. And she went to the doctor in Branson, Missouri. That's where we were living at that time. And she said, the doctor said this, that if I came to his office and smelled like cigarette smoke, he wouldn't deliver the baby. And I said, oh my, what are we going to do? She said, you're going to quit smoking. And I said, really? Okay. I, I said, I don't know how I'm going to quit smoking. You know, I had that little must, I had that fancy must, that 72 Mustang. I was, uh, you know, we were working at the Branson, I was working at the Branson Holiday Inn kitchen, and that was a big kitchen, and it was very busy during the season there in Branson. And I didn't have to be at work early that Sunday. We went to the church and they had an altar call. I went up. I said, I've got to be healed of smoking. And I was. I was healed of that bad habit. I was anointed with oil. And I also transformed my entire life for Jesus. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. They worked for the good of the church. We are one body in Christ. Let us pray. Lord, this morning, let us be moved to understand that your indwelling Holy Spirit will make us new people. We will be transformed further. We will be the courageous disciples that you called each of us to be. We will not be baby followers of Jesus, but we will be the mature, the warrior followers, the ones that know how to tell people about God and tell people about Jesus and to encourage them to surrender to God all the junk in their life so that they can move forward in love to change this world. And all God's people said together, Amen. Amen. Let's sing our closing hymn together.
The Spirit Song. Go in peace and be prepared to seek the gifts that God puts before you and open those gifts and put them to good use in the name of Jesus. And all God's people shouted, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here.